Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester CXCast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. My name is Deanna Laufer, along with my co-host Sam Stern. You'll hear our voice each week. Hello, and welcome to another episode of CX Cast. I am your host, Deanna Laufer, joined today by a special guest from our San Francisco office, researcher Kelly Price. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Deanna. Thanks for joining today. And we are going to talk about Kelly's recent report, which is available now. It's called Case Study Etsy Invests in Customer Understanding to Steer Growth. Um, that's something that you wrote with another analyst, Allegra Burnett. This is an excellent case study on Etsy. I guess I'm wondering what made Etsy a good candidate for this case study specifically on customer understanding? Yeah, that's a good question. So it kind of came about through another interview that we were doing with uh, Etsy's research director. His name is Alex Wright, and we were interviewing him as part of um, our customer understanding research. And through our conversations with him, it kind of emerged that they had this very robust practice there. Um, a lot of different experts involved, and it was sort of dispersed throughout the organization. Uh, so we decided to pursue doing further interviews with other people on Alex's team, as well as other people management throughout the organization. And what we learned through talking to all those people was that the story was even bigger than we thought it was going to be. And I would say there were kind of three main things that emerged that were really interesting. The first is they have this really cool story of the process of building a research function from the ground up. Um, interestingly, Etsy didn't have a formal research practice until, I want to say, about three years ago, even though the company is much older than that. So they have this sort of little incubator story of how do you take a research team from one person to a team of um, 16 or more. They also organize the research function in a very interesting way to have it have a maximum impact across the organization. Um, and this encompasses everything from who the researchers um, within the research team collaborate with across different lines of business and how they house the insights they collect through the research and actually even where the researchers physically sit within the Etsy office. And the third key thing that is still emerging and is continuing to develop is the role that research is playing in Etsy strategy and how they're growing um, internationally and as a public company and how the insights that they're getting from all this research that they're doing is informing the way that people across the larger uh, organization make decisions. Yeah, that definitely makes them a pretty compelling topic. I wonder if you could talk more about that first point when you mentioned how they grew from sort of one person to 16 people now. Was that pretty fast? Was it organic? I mean, how did Alex make the case that he needed to bring on all these other people mm -hmm. in his team? Yeah, I would say Etsy just in general as an organization tends to take a pretty organic <laughs> approach mm -hmm. to growth. They brought Alex on sort of as a case study, if you will, uh, just to kind of see. He is a very accomplished practitioner, really has strong research chops. So he knows what he was doing, or he knew what he was doing and continues to know <laughs> what he was doing. <laughs> And they brought him in as part of the design function just to kind of see, like, is this going to add value to the work that we're already doing? And um, from our understanding of talking with design director and product managers and other people who have been at Etsy for some time, that it was very evident really quickly um, that this was really supporting the work that they were already doing in a big way. And 
through that piece by piece, they continued to add additional practitioners. They started out primarily with UX experts who were focused on different customers or members of their community, as they call them. They serve both a buyer and seller community. And through that, they brought in quantitative experts. They bridged with uh, marketing to tie in a market research component and have even moved into more of a UX strategy component, um, which is a really interesting recent development. So it kind of went step by step over a period of up until I would say the present. Their most recent additions were just, I would say, uh, maybe about three or four months ago. They're probably going to continue to grow, would be my guess. And did you speak with anyone else besides Alex for to inform the case study? And did you learn things from their different roles and perspectives? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, well, we spoke to a representative from every arm of the research organization, the UX managers. We spoke to people on market research. But I think what was really most interesting through the interviews is speaking to people outside of the core research team to learn about how research is affecting uh, the greater organization. So we got the chance to speak with a group of product managers who focus on different lines of Etsy's product. Um, we had the chance to speak to their CTO, which was really interesting. He has a human-computer interaction background, or part of his background is in that, and he's a, a big supporter of qualitative insights and really is encouraging the engineering team to take this research perspective and sort of to bridge the sites of engineering and research, um, and also speaking with the design director and there's the sort of big picture of what uh, research is going to mean for Etsy as an organization. And it was just really interesting to see how quickly having this function added to Etsy has infiltrated to different divisions and really affected at a very core level how people are thinking about their customers, how they're making decisions, and moving away from some assumptions, I think, that they had in the past about their customers to really having an open dialogue that's continuous uh, with them. Are people pretty accepting of having this research team here? I mean, how how does this change what the product management organization mm-hmm. does? You said you, you talked to a couple of people there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it was instantaneous, mm-hmm. right? I they they were very intelligent about how they infiltrated it. So they started, um, the research team started with UX practitioners were the first people to join. And with that, the first things that they started working on were concerns and projects that the product managers already had in the pipeline. So they started out with supporting the work that was already important to the product managers. And through time and through building trust, through working with them, they were able to move up the funnel to having a more strategic role of not just informing how do we improve the things that are already coming on the pipeline, but how do we work collaboratively with the product managers to inform what should the products even be? How should we be actually changing the products? And so it happened organically, I would say, but they work within core product teams and actually sit with the products that they serve. And so through that, over time, I think a level of trust was built that allowed research to play a much more fundamental role than I would say is typical. Yeah, I think that last point, the fact that they sit with them is really important because they're mm-hmm. not just some function over in another part of the building. They're right exactly. there, like ever present. So they can be part of those more strategic decisions. Right. And that's not just true for UX. It's also true for, um, they call them, there's market research and customer insights. But um, in any case, they were all research practitioners, all report up to Alex. But for the market research and customer insights, they sit similarly within the marketing department to facilitate a similar type of collaboration there. Mm -hmm. 
So given they're a little bit dispersed, um, one challenge I hear from some of our clients that have a similar setup is that um, then the insights also become dispersed and it's Mm -hmm. hard to sort of share them and house them together. Does Etsy have a solution for that challenge? Yeah, um, I think they do. They're doing a lot of things to try to make the research repeatable, easily accessible, not just to the research team, but to the large organization to help kind of make these insights become part of the oxygen that they (laughs) breathe day to day. So Kelly, what lessons can other firms take away from Etsy's story? Yeah, I mean, I think there's lots. <laughs> um, but maybe just maybe just share one or two. <laughs> okay. And we'll save the rest for the paper. Okay. Fair enough. I think one thing which alludes to what we were just discussing is that research is most effective when the insights flow freely and so if the things that you're learning from research are, you know, in some lockbox up in some room that no one knows about, they're going to have a limited impact. And so in addition to housing past insights and implementing a, a practice of effective socialization both within and outside of your team um, can be instrumental in having research actually impact the way that the greater organization thinks. So mm-hmm. in addition to the wiki that I mentioned, Etsy does things like, it's just as simple as putting out, they call it the research roundup, which it's actually really interesting. It's like, here's some really cool things that we found about our customers that you might want to learn about. And then they can link that to other resources that they have. They do lunch and learns. So they're making research a part of their culture in a very active way. And I think that is increasing the receptivity of it across the organization and its effectiveness overall. Yeah, and I think if you hear, oh, other other people are hearing these insights or using these insights, it becomes more of a um, more of a mandate to use them as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thanks so much for joining us, Kelly. Um, for listeners who want to read more about Etsy story, they can take a look at the report that's available on our website. It's called Etsy Invests in Customer Understanding to Steer Growth. So take a look at that. And uh, Kelly, we look forward to having you back on the podcast again. Thanks so much, Shanna. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's CXCast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in this episode in the podcast show notes. For questions or suggestions, please contact me at dlaufer at forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality. <laughs>